Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Who are three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> Sandy Koufax, Ranger Suarez, Christy Matthewson. But, listen, you can't argue with what he's done in the postseason. That's going to have you feeling a little bit better. It does. It does. He's been, he's been an unsung hero. He gets almost no credit for any of the Phillies' success because you look right at Wheeler. You look at Nola, who struggled in a big spot last night. He dug them a big hole early in that game. But those are supposed to be the two guys, and then you go to everybody else, and then, of course, it's Harper and Schwarber and all that. But Suarez has been rock solid. They need... They need the performance of his life tonight if they're going to figure out a way to get this done. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Is, is there something wrong with me? That when I yes. hear, well, yes, uh, beyond that, in this particular instance, <laughs> that when I hear the name Connor Stallions, I immediately think that that name is made up a la Ron Mexico. I mean, honestly, that's as, <laughs> that's as bad of a makeup name as you can have. But that is the name of the Michigan staffer who, uh, according to Pete Thamel's story, bought 30 game to tickets for more than 30 games at 11 big 10 schools over three years to tape video of the opposite team the opposing team's signals uh that let me let me say that again to videotape teams signals that were future opponents of michigan so that they could start to break down what their signals meant now again it's not illegal to tape signals or against any NCAA rules. It's certainly against the spirit of the rule, but there's also something that is against the rules to show up in person and scout an opponent. That has been a, a long time no-no uh, in the NCAA. So all of this is going on right now. Here is Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider, breaking this down. Mark Schlebaugh and I reported today that uh, there was a breadth and scope to this Michigan sign-stealing operation that had not been revealed. Uh, we got confirmation from 11 of the 13 Big Ten campuses that Connor Stallions, the analytics assistant that you just mentioned, bought tickets to games at stadiums in the Big Ten. These were not for games Michigan was playing in, but likely for scouting purposes. Uh, most important, perhaps, is that an electronic component appears to have emerged in this scheme. Um, a school is forwarding this week, sources told us, surveillance video from a stadium that shows the seat purchased by Stallion said someone videotaping the opposite sidelines, which is essentially a video attempt to steal signals to decode them. So that's exactly where we are right now. And there have been a lot of different reactions to this. 
Uh, first up, Deion Sanders, Colorado's head coach, on the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Very interesting take here. Everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of this stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't, I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. What do you think, Joseph? Where do you come down on this right now? I think he makes an interesting point. Right. Everyone's looking for the edge. Like he says, people are going to be doing this. I don't think it's the least bit surprising to find out that this is taking place, given what we've seen from the Patriots time and time again, given what we saw from the Astros. You hear about this. I think few people flinch in, in, in light of it. Um, he is right. You might know what the sign means, but you still got to go out and make the tackle. I mean, you can put two defenders on Calvin Johnson, but Calvin Johnson's still going to outjump you and make a play. So the information can help. You can make adjustments, but you still have to go out and execute. So I like what Dion's saying. Um, two points to this. Point number one, it's hilarious to me that teams work so hard to try and win games, yet are so sloppy in trying to gain an edge like this. Like, this dude was buying tickets apparently in his own name. There's a paper trail. It's all very obvious. It wasn't really done with a clandestine nature attached to it. So that, to me, I find very funny. If you're going to go out and you're going to try to do this, you should at least take measures to try to cover your tracks. Connor Stallion sounds like a name Gordon Liddy you would have used in Watergate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there you go. That's very well said. So that's the first thing that jumps out is like you're trying to gain this edge but you're so sloppy in the way you do it number two there are two ways to go about beating your opponent number one is to be better than them number two is to try to make them worse and i think what you have here is an opportunity where the big 10 specifically and college football in general smells blood in the water around a really talented program that just so happens to be the national championship favorite and they're going to do everything they can to get Harbaugh out of place there. Michigan, outside of Harbaugh, has been kind of sputtering around for the better part of a couple decades. That doesn't mean they've been bad, but they have not been an elite title contender. Harbaugh's got them there, and people are coming for him now. And I think this is going to end very poorly for the University of Michigan. See, there's a couple of things at work here. Uh, you know, I talked to some people around the conference this morning just to get a feel for what different people were thinking at different schools. And it all kind of comes back to the same thing. Most thought this is a pretty big deal, and this is not going to go well. And clearly, everybody seems to feel that Michigan, hey, this guy is, uh, you know, a- acted independently, which is just silly. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. He it's just he just this is what he does in his free time. He goes to other games to scout and tape the signals, and then he just uses the information for himself. Yeah, that's, that's plausible. That makes way more sense than he's doing this on behalf of the of the university. Yeah, and, and this is nothing against Michigan directly, because I do believe this kind of stuff happens all over college football without there, a shadow there, of a doubt there is a reason so i said this last week that college football coaches are the most paranoid people on the planet because they have all come up through the system 
seen how it's worked, seen this stuff happen everywhere, and in some cases along the way, they probably had to be that guy. They probably had to be that guy. So they understand everything that's going on, and that's why they are so secretive with injury information, with all the information that they have and what they're doing. And I get that. I get that completely. The one thing that I think is probably not going to help here, for Michigan specifically, Harbaugh's not well-liked. Harbaugh's not well-liked. He's somebody that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And so that's probably going to work against him here. And when you already had the recruiting issue that came up where he had rule violations and they had negotiated a settlement on a four-game suspension with the, uh, with the NCAA and then he kind of backed out of it and then Michigan self-imposed a three-game suspension. Like, that's not over with yet. And then you have this come up. My question is simply Michigan – with the reputation that they have and that they put out there, they're more than comfortable with, of being above everybody else as a school. It's just what it is. How long are they going to put up with that? If they're winning, I don't think they're going to have a problem putting up with it. Like, I, 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 will, be, I, I will be stunned if this costs him his job. Do you think this will cost him his job? Oh, I, I think he, I think he's, it may. well, I think he's gone. I think he's leaving now. I'm not saying it's going to cost him his job and that he's going to be fired. Yeah, maybe I he goes to the NFL. Right. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is I do not think he will be back at Michigan. I think he, th- th- this is going to get worse and worse, especially the more they win, it's going to get worse and worse and people are coming for him. They're always going to come for you when they smell blood like this. People love it. You saw what happened with the Astros. You'll see what happened everywhere with the, with they, the way they come after the Patriots. The Goodell having Brady on the stand for Deflategate in a courtroom. They're coming for him. He's not yeah. going to be able to get out of this. They can say he operated on his own. It ultimately comes back to Harbaugh's doorstep. The buck stops here. It's your program. You're responsible. You can't be the face of all the wins and then be in the shadows when someone's doing this. Here's what's more interesting to me, too. The immediate denial of anything, of of any possibility of knowing about a thing, right? Right. And putting out the statement that they did. Joe, I talked to people at the NFL around the Brady thing, to your point. If Tom Brady had just very simply, at the beginning of Deflategate, had said, you know what? The guys know, the equipment guys know that I like the ball at the lowest legal level when it is this cold if the ball was somehow under the legal level that's on me that's my bad it certainly was no intent behind it if he had just come out and said it like that it would have been a twenty-five thousand dollar fine it would have been over always always that's 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 exactly why andy pettit is remembered so much differently than clemens and bonds because pettit came out and owned it and we all moved on I am very curious to see how this plays out here in the coming weeks. And here, one last thing I want to leave this with is Ian Fitzsimmons, who, of course, of Amber and Ian, uh, you know, he is as locked in. He is the mayor of college football. Like, he knows everybody. And so he put these tweets out here uh, over the weekend. And here's what he had to say. I talked to one current, one former Big Ten head coach, three coordinators, and a former GA who is now in the NFL. And all of them told me basically the same thing. Yes, stealing signs and signals in advance is illegal, but if you're too stupid to not change your signals, 
then you deserve to get beaten. And then in regards to Michigan sign stealing investigation, from what I have been told, if your team isn't doing it, then that's another reason why your team doesn't win and why your team is then got to be smart and don't get caught because most teams are trying to get a leg up. I mean, I just think ultimately the fact that it's Harbaugh would be the one thing that would really work against him and that they denied it so heavily. But I, I, the only way he's not back at Michigan, to me, is if he is going to the NFL or, or somebody else decides to hire him another school, but I, I doubt that very seriously. They don't want him gone. They, they saw what it was like under Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke and all the other coaches that were overseeing Michigan post Lloyd Carr and even at the end of Lloyd Carr. They were tired of getting run over by Ohio State. They were tired of Ohio State winning championships, competing for championships year in and year out. It's a problem for them. Harbaugh has brought respectability back to the program. They are a legitimate bona fide national championship contender every single year they are not going to want him gone he might just bail because this is going to become too much from superchargers exhaust kits and more ebay motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply carlin versus joe esp and Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. NBA starts tonight. <laughs> We're doing a big old cannonball right into the pool. Next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Slide on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party. Here's how it works. Carl-
Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Thank you for your time today. As always, the big man was speaking into a microphone. It was not on, so I decided to jump right in there and bail well, look him out. At you. you ready here? Look at me. I can take over when I need to. Look at me, big tough guy out in California. <laughs> I saw, the, I saw the lips moving on the Zoom. No words were coming out. Then you, then I saw you recognize I was talking. I see the finger go down, a button get pushed, and then there you are. Yep. The old mute button was on, buddy boy. I was trying to save you from yet another Carlin sneeze. <laughs> All right, so here we go with pool party. The concept's relatively simple. We have three pools today, and amongst those pools, you have something to choose from, and you have to make your case for it. I think I made that a little bit harder than it needed to be. I should work on the verbiage of this sometime. You know, we've only done it 10 times so far. So here we go. Pool number one, your NBA MVP. Mm. Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. Giannis. I will go Giannis. And Giannis? The reason is twofold. Number one, I don't think the Sixers are going to be good enough to vote for Embiid this year. I think that's going to be problematic. Uh, unless Daryl Morey is able to pull another rabbit out of his hat with a hardened trade that gets something back that's actually going to help them, I don't think he's get, they're going to be good enough to warrant Embiid getting the MVP. And, you know, I, I think there will be... You've talked about the MVP voting... Uh, just growing tired of something, right? We saw that with voter Jokic fatigue. last year. Voter fatigue. I, I don't know that everybody's going to be running back to get Jokic the MVP again anytime soon, even though they should be. The dude proved it in the postseason finally. I think we're looking at Giannis. I think we're looking at Giannis. That's right. I think with, with Embiid, it's going to be extraordinarily difficult because the second he won that award, Jokic then went on a tear in the postseason and won yeah. the finals, mm-hmm. and Embiid completely flamed out in the playoffs against the Celtics. I think a lot of voters look back and think, I made a big mistake there. Embiid's going to pay the price for that. I'd throw Jason Tatum in there at 9-1. to I think he's a good option. But when you're voting for MVP, you got to keep a few things in mind. Number one, you got to win a lot of games. Number two, you got to score a lot of points. Number three, you have to play a lot of games. All these rules this year, all these awards, you have to play a minimum of 65 games in order to qualify. Keep that in mind. If you're going to make the All-NBA team, you got to play 65 games. If you're going to be Rookie of the Year, you got to play 65 games. Tatum's one I like from the pool options we have. I would just go with uh, Jokic. I, I, I mean, he's by far and away when it comes to value, the guy who stands above all others. All right, pool party number two. The biggest threat to the defending champion Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference is who? The Lakers of Los Angeles, the Clippers of Los Angeles, the Suns of Phoenix, the Warriors of Golden State. Uh, I would go with... I would go with Phoenix. I... You know, the thing about Golden State that bothers me is, hey, we ran out of gas at the end of the year. We're clearly much older. You know what we should do? Run it back and add an even older player to the mix with Chris Paul. (laughs) That's what we need to do. I think the end is coming uh, for Golden State here. I'm not buying into the Clippers yet. I'm just, uh, listen, I I love Kawhi Leonard. I love Kawhi Leonard. I don't think the Clippers are going to get over the hump to really be a big challenge. And I, listen, if Phoenix doesn't, you know, you talk about you got to play X number of games. Like, does Durant care? Does he care? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. 
that he does care, and we'll find that out this year. I, I think that he and Booker and what they have, I think Phoenix is going to be in a good position here. And I think they're better. I think they're a little bit better now without DeAndre Ayton, who, listen, at the end of the year, it wasn't just about him and his contract, Joe. It was also about the fact that Dubes is a sulker. It's bad, bad for team chemistry. I'm glad they're moving on. I'll take the Lakers. The Lakers were very different pre-trade deadline than they were post-trade deadline. Do not go back and evaluate them based on the totality of what you saw them produce. Look at them post-trade deadline and assess them from there. They were very, very good, especially on the defensive end of the court. They got swept out, but the other options I'm given, I'm not 100% confident in them. I I don't trust the bench in Phoenix. The Warriors are too old, as you've said, and why would I get behind the Clippers? They're hurt every single year. Pool party number three. Your Eastern Conference winner, the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, It's the Bucks, and listen, I'm a big Lillard guy, and I get that they moved on from a tough-type guard with Drew Holiday, but you had to do it. And these two players, to me, are going to be incredibly dynamic. I'm not going to worry about the defensive aspect of bringing Lillard in yet. Maybe that's something I can address at the trade deadline. Uh, The Celtics, I'm sorry. There are too many times where I've seen them go up and down. And, you know, look at the playoffs last year. You get blown out at home in a game seven. How does that happen? That was embarrassing. I can't bring myself to pick the heat just because I can't stand the heat. I'm tired of heat culture, and I get it. Heat culture is a very real thing, Joe, but they didn't get Lillard. They keep striking out on the big-time players. I don't see it yet, and I think the Sixers are going to be having a bit of a down season this year, and that's going to lead to Embiid wanting out. I like the Boston Celtics here. I think there's a lot to believe in when it comes to them moving forward from what we saw last year. Joe Mazzulla was a rookie head coach. He made a lot of management uh, mistakes in the series against Philadelphia and beyond. I think he's going to grow and learn from that. There's plenty of star talent there with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You bring in Chris Dabbs Porzingis. That's a lot of flexibility in your front court. And you also brought in Drew Holiday, which is huge on the defensive end. I would go with the Boston Celtics there, but great case to be made with the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, you have got a Game 7 tonight. He is on edge. We had one last night, and we got another one tonight. What will the Phillies do to try to make it past that rebound after a brutal loss last night to the Diamondbacks? This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. High drive, left field. This ball's got a chance. On its way, gone! Home run, Lourdes Goriel Jr. Back to back. And the Diamondbacks lead it 2 to nothing. Got him looking ball game. Paul Seawald closes it out. And the Arizona Diamondbacks here on the road at Citizens Bank Park have forced game seven. 5 1 the final. It's been a really good series, but we knew we had to come in here and jump on them. And obviously, the boys did a good job putting some runs up early, and I was able to finish it out. Game 7 tonight in Philly, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And as you know, the Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. You can catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. That was Boog Shambi on the call yesterday. We welcome in Jeff Passan, ESPN Senior MLB Insider, right now to discuss. Jeffrey, as always, good to talk with you. And let's just start here. What did the Diamondbacks do in Game 6 to force this Game 7? They finally played their brand of baseball. I mean, through Game 5, the Diamondbacks, who I believe were second in Major League Baseball in stolen bases, had swiped one bag. And, uh, you know, they they stole four in this game. And the game was relatively in hand at that point. But, uh, you know, getting back to to their identity – after really struggling to find it was big. Um, but the biggest thing, the biggest thing was they held the Phillies scoreless early and nobody had taken the crowd at Citizens Bank Park out of the game to this point in the playoffs. And because of that, the Phillies were 6-0. and I mean, they were spectacular at home. They looked unbeatable at home. Uh, and, and the Diamondbacks realized, you know, we got to get to them early. And if we do, we got a chance. And Turns out they had more than a chance. Uh, you know, they forced this game seven. Jeff, if it hasn't been done already, I'd imagine it won't be done tonight. But is there a reason why Rob Thompson is sticking with Alec Bohm in the cleanup spot behind Bryce Harper? He has been a mess this entire postseason. He's left way too many runners on base. Everyone's calling for it. And yet, for some reason, Philly just continues to trot him out there. Yeah, I was I was getting a sandwich at the next today. Roast pork with provolone and broccoli rod and long hops. Best sandwich boy. in the world. Solid. And uh, I'm in line and I'm talking with the gentleman who's making my sandwich. And, you know, I'm with Jesse Rogers, our colleague. And Jesse's like, what happened last night? And he looks at me and he's like, boom, hit and clean up. So, <laughs> I mean, that is take, that is taking root right now as a clear and distinct narrative among Phillies fans as to uh, being extremely problematic. And yet, guys, at the same time, if you're Rob Thompson and you start flipping the lineup around in Game 7, inside your clubhouse, doesn't that look like you're panicking? Yeah. I'm not saying that should preclude you from doing it, but I think that what it says to the people who are in that locker room it's a chance to have a, a deleterious effect rather than the intended one in which, you know, they are, are just trying to get a little bit better and optimize things. 
Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Jeff Passan, ESPN Senior, MLB Insider. Boy, that's a solid order on your part, too. I mean, I really respect yeah. what you Better just did no, there. Can I, can I tell you, you know what was the most solid thing about the order? Mm. Uh, the fact that I got two of them, one for lunch and one for when I'm writing postgame tonight. Oh, let me tell you That's something. a true skinny fat guy right there. Yeah. For a man that weighs what I'm guessing is about 120 pounds, I could not have more respect <laughs> for you right now. That's top notch. That's top notch. You guys are very kind. Thank you. It's, uh, it's been a long time since I was 120, but uh, I'll take the compliments where I can get them. Jeff, I was at, at birth. Uh, let's get to game seven this evening. Uh, what exactly is it going to take? This is, is it as simple as the formula from last night for the Diamondbacks to take the crowd out of the game again tonight? I mean, I believe it was Paul Seawald who said it to me last night, the Diamondbacks closer. When the Phillies score in the first inning in this series, they are 3-0. and uh, When we hold them scoreless in the first inning, they are 0-3. So, yeah, uh, the, you know, I don't generally think the first three innings of a game are particularly indicative of where the game is going. But in this series, with this crowd between these teams, I think there's a genuine case to be made that those three innings are going to be every as important as the last three innings. And so uh, I, I know I will be keeping my eye on the early game state, uh, especially how aggressive Rob Thompson, the Phillies manager, and Tori Labello, the Diamondbacks manager, are going to be with their starting pitchers. Because remember, uh, last time the two faced off, Ranger Suarez went five and a third innings, uh, 69 pitches of shutout baseball and got taken out by Rob Thompson. Brandon fought his opponent went five and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball on 70 pitches and got taken out. So the way the managers are approaching this, it's much more about how many batters they're facing uh, than it is the quality of the stuff that they have. All right, I'm going to lay out a scenario for you. Hypothetical. Phillies with a one-run lead in the eighth and or Phillies with a one-run lead in the ninth tonight. Do we see Craig Kimbrell at all? No. Oh. Can't trust him anymore. Nope. I, I, I mean, he's, he's not a high leverage guy anymore yeah. for this team. Like, yeah, I, I think if the Phillies are winning, you are going to see four relievers. I think Rob Thompson trusts Sir Anthony Dominguez. I think he trusts Matt Strom. I think he trusts uh, Jeff Hoffman. And I think he trusts Jose Alvarado. And if you see anyone else, then that means the Phillies are losing or the starting pitchers got yanked early and it's a high-scoring game. Jeff, how should we look at Bruce Bochy after what he's done in one year in Texas? Like we've always looked at him, like he's the man. <laughs> like, that, yes. like, like, that, like that enormous head of his carries immense amounts of knowledge, too. And like there's, there's not an empty spot in that giant dome. And... The fact that I, my favorite two numbers about Bruce Bochy, uh, he is 6-0 and in winner-takes-all games and 3-0 and in game sevens. Um, I mean, what else do you have to say about the guy? You know, he's a three-time World Series champion, the only manager to win three or win championship series with three different teams. Like, he's, he's awesome. And, uh, you know, as much as the Rangers' turnaround can be attributed and rightfully to Corey Seager, and Marcus Simeon and Nate Evaldi and uh, Jordan Montgomery and Max Scherzer. 
Um, Bruce Bochy is the straw that stirs the drink. And he's the guy who, uh, amid some significant struggles, kept this team from truly collapsing. I mean, the Rangers, they, they looked like they were collapsing on the last day of the season, really the last week of the season, when they had a, a lead in the American League West and wound up blowing it and sent them on this circuitous path that, uh, you know, had them ousting these, these teams that looked so much better than them over the end of the season. But the, the Rangers did what championship-caliber teams do, which is get hot at the right time. And the fact that they were able to find the best version of themselves in in this moment where so many teams turtle when they try to, uh, that's the reason they're in the World Series, and that's the reason that they beat the defending champions, the team in the Houston Astros that in October have, uh, if not looked unbeatable, uh, certainly has looked better than everyone else in baseball over the last seven seasons. Jeff, great stuff, man. We appreciate it, and... You know, again, just nothing but hard for you after that order. Top notch, really. Yeah, honestly, I, I'm not sure if my heart itself is going to agree with that, but I appreciate it. That's not important. The taste is important. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> See you, guys. <laughs> Jeff Passan, ESPN Senior MLB Insider, joining us. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Joe, I don't know if you know this. The NBA is back. And it's back tonight, baby. Tune in. The defending champion Nuggets hosting LeBron and the Lakers. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So are these Lakers a legitimate title contender in LeBron's 21st season? We answer it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jokic and the Nuggets begin the defense of their NBA title against LeBron, AD, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Coverage begins tonight at 7 Eastern with opening tip at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. That's right. It all begins this evening. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Mark Kestisher, PJ Carlissimo on the call tonight. Joseph, who are legitimate NBA title contenders and are their odds fair or out of whack? Let's go through it. Take us through it. Our odds right now favorites and we'll tell you whether or not they're real or not. All right, so let's start with the Boston Celtics who are the favorites to win this year's NBA championship plus 380. Do you see them as a bona fide contender? Listen, I I think they're a contender. I think ultimately Milwaukee is a better team but I really do want to see how healthy Porzingis stays. I was very high on the Porzingis move, and I I think it was a very good move for them. Very high on the Drew Holiday move. If you're going to lose Marcus Smart, that's a pretty darn good replacement. 
and I think that I expect the Celtics to be right at the top. I think it's a two-team race between Boston and Milwaukee. I just think Milwaukee is a little bit closer. But yes, Boston is a legitimate title contender. That is an incredibly long-winded and unnecessary analysis for a segment in which we're trying to identify the contenders. The first team I throw at you is the favorite, and for two minutes you made a case. A simple yes would have sufficed. Well, thank you for pointing out my mistakes and everything I do wrong. And, uh, you know, listen, I would say that there are times when I do that to you and you can't take it. (laughs) I was going to like I would say reserve that for when I get to like the Dallas Mavericks at 25 to one. Like there's a breakdown in there for you to go. That's a true radio guy right there to give you two minutes of content on why the favorite is, in fact, a contender. (laughs) So let me ask your next question. (laughs) I shudder to think the Milwaukee Bucks at four to one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're good with the Bucks. You like the Bucks. I'm not even giving you a yes. I'm giving you Mm -hmm. just going to barely be audible. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. The Denver Nuggets at plus 420. Let me let me rephrase this one. We know they're contenders that are defending champs. How viable in the West, though? Do you see them as, say, a top three seed or coming off that title? Are we headed for some slippage? Uh, I don't think it's much slippage. And you know why? Like, Jokic, it's just so matter-of-fact about everything. You know, like, he uh, he was asked. Uh, we talked about this. He was asked about how much fun he had this offseason. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't that much fun. Like, <laughs> like he's just going out there and doing a job. He's like, it might have been the worst offseason of my life. Because we, you know, we played way so long. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> It'd be like asking him, hey, Nicola, quick question. How do you feel about life? It's better than death. Yeah. <laughs> At least from what I know. <laughs> yeah. From what, from, what I, from what I can gather, it's probably better than death. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're very matter of fact about their business. I expect them to be there again. Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns, six to one. They are number four on the odds board, number two in the Western Conference. They are the best threat in the West mm. to Denver, okay. in my estimation. Golden State plus 850, trying one more time to win a championship. I don't see it this year. I I think they got older with Chris Paul. And, I mean, we saw it at the end of last year. They didn't have anything left. They didn't have anything left. The thing with them in, in the beginning of this dynasty run was that they had young guys they could count on, and they had a lot of great depth pieces on the bench. You could always turn to Sean Livingston. You could turn to Leandro Barbosa, Mo Buckets. JaVale McGee would give you five yeah. good minutes to switch things up, and then you'd go back. They had that. And now you're looking at all these young guys they've acquired with high picks. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman. Like, they have gotten nothing out of these guys. Nothing. They can't yeah. even get them on the court in some of these crucial spots. And that's part of what's killing them. Like, they have no they're – not, they're not rounded out on the roster at all. Uh, listen, I could not agree more with everything that you just said. It kind of – it bothers me that that they have not adjusted as well as I would have expected them to considering what their culture has been. You figure they would have hit on at least one of those picks, like right. all those assets, they would have come away with something. But again, this is the team that flipped the Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, and that ended up working out very well for them. Lakers, 11-1. to What do we think about LeBron's team this year? Here's my only problem. D'Angelo Russell. We're going to ride that again? I mean, yeah. like, I-, I do not trust him at all. And I, I listen, I like everything else, assuming... 
that they are healthy. And I do like the role players that they have. I like Jared Vanderbilt. I like guys like that who add a little something in terms of toughness and are just really solid role players. I can't get behind D'Angelo Russell. I can't do it. Defense isn't there. Big yeah. problem. All right, so now it jumps from 11 to 1. This is our first big jump. It goes to 18 to 1, but we stay in the same city. It's the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, God. I mean, you can't. The thing is, the talent is there, but they yeah. cannot piece it together. And Kawhi's not exactly coming off a minor injury. His knee was messed up. You know, yeah. they would have they beaten the Suns in the opening round if he stayed healthy. But he can't stay healthy. Paul George can't stay healthy. And these dudes, they're not getting any younger. And that's why, like, even if they bring in James Harden, I don't trust them. Like, even Harden, if he ends up there, which is what he wants... I'm sure he'll be banged up. I'm sure he'll complain about something. I'm sure he won't be happy because that's just what he does. So at some point, I, I just I can't believe in what the Clippers have going on right now. I mean, already guys are day-to-day, day-to-day. You don't know who's playing when. Come on. 22-1, to 1, Amber Wilson's beloved Miami Heat. <sighs> Just because... Is that exasperation because of the heat or because of Amber? Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's And I love Amber. You know I do. I know. We're but, kidding. I, but I... It gets a little tough around playoff time. <laughs> That's all. I I just feel like... And I think Amber would admit it. She she is such an incredible Heat fan, but I, I... I don't see this going as well this year. You know what the Heat did to get better? Josh Richardson. Yeah. Still. Still in the league. Yes. Still around. Still around. And what's Tyler Hero going to be this year? Is he going to be, you know, what we thought he was going to be? Or is he going to be in a little bit of a funk by being back in Miami after everything that went on this offseason? Listen, there's a lot there. I don't see it. I'd also suggest this. The last time we saw the Heat in the finals in the bubble, they came back the next year, and it was tough for them. That's they a great expend point. a lot of energy. They require a lot from Butler and a lot from that team to get to where they get to, and then to turn around the next year and come back, it is a tough road. Dallas, running it back with Luka and Kyrie Irving. The Mavericks are 25-1. to 1. <laughs> I think that's cute. Oh. I think it's cute that you would – you know, even bring them up in this discussion. I don't see it at all. I, I do like Josh Green a lot. I love watching Josh Green play. But Kyrie and Luka, no, that ain't going to work. I'll help you on this one. Philadelphia 28-1. to No, they will never get past the second round of the playoffs. Cleveland 30-1 to along with Memphis 30-1. to Cleveland, I, I think, is interesting. I, I don't – are they legitimate title contenders? Not quite yet, but, Joe, they, I don't think they're that far off been, from being one of the better teams – in the, from one of, being one of the best teams in the East. Last one I want to throw at you because they were a lot of fun last year. What should we make of Sacramento this season, 40-1? to Worth a flyer. Why not? I want to watch them play. They're fun. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.